And a lot of the time we procrastinate making a decision because we're worried about making the wrong one, not realizing that not making a decision is also making a decision. Time keeps passing and whether we make a decision or not, that time is going to pass. And we would have been much better off six months down the track if we'd chosen either of those options than by choosing nothing at all. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Imperfect Action. This is episode 573. Today is another Ask Steph episode where I'm answering a listener question that was sent in. And today's question is actually really exciting because it's from one of my students who I guess has been, she's been a student of mine for probably oh four years now, I'd say, close to that. So it's really exciting to be able to answer this question from Renata Bernardi, and it says, Hi, Steph. Congrats on the podcast rebranding. My question to you is this. I'm torn between A, scaling what I've achieved with my current offers, or B, creating a new offer to service my existing students and clients. They have been asking for a community, but I can't do both right now. What would you recommend that I do first? And then the second part of the question was, I also wanted to know if you think investing time in writing your book was worth it. Again, a lot of people have asked, how come you don't have a book yet, but I can't see it being a good ROI at the moment. Love your work. I've launched three times using your methodology and it gets better every time. Thank you, Renata. I Oh, I'm going to start by answering the second question first because I think that's probably the easiest uh, easiest answer for me. I found that it was worth it because... Actually, even just this morning on one of my launch magic calls, one of my students said that she came across me through seeing my book on Amazon and that's how she came into my, my brand universe. So yeah, absolutely. I, though I will be honest, writing my book probably wasn't as much effort as it would have been for a lot of people because what I really did was I took a lot of content that I'd already shared elsewhere. And I fleshed it out. I turned it into longer essays. And rather than having to um, structure a book in chapters, I structured it in essays. And if you haven't seen the book, it's called 99 Launch Lessons. You can grab a copy at stephtaylor.co slash book. And really, it's just 99 lessons uh, in building a profitable online business. So yes, it's been great ROI for me, but not so much in terms of sales of the book, but in terms of what it has led other people to buy from me, to work with me, they've become podcast listeners, etc. Now, the second the second question, torn between scaling what you've achieved with your current offers and creating a new offer. Now, there are pros and cons to both approaches. 
And I honestly, I think thinking about how you are designing your offers in your business as a whole is very important. And that is why next week I'm running Offer Less, Sell More. It's a three-hour virtual workshop where you'll strategically design and refine your offer suite so you can make more sales, help a wider range of people, and escape the all-or-nothing revenue roller coaster. My aim for you is that by the end of our workshop together, you will have complete clarity on exactly what services and or digital products, because you could have both or neither <laughs> or, or one of the, one of them and not the other, uh, how to sell them and where to focus your time for best results. Now you can find out more and sign up for that at stephtaylor.co slash offers. If you are listening to this after the 24th of November, there will be a replay available for you to buy as well. Now, Let's look at the first approach. Let's look at the pros and cons of the first approach, scaling what you have achieved with your current offers. The obvious pro here is that you don't need to spend any time creating new offers because you've already done that. The hard work is done. Now you can focus more time and energy on streamlining them because you already know how to deliver them, likely already have processes in place. So you can possibly start to bring in a bigger team, a team that can help you to free up your time which then might give you a bit of time that you can create that next offer when you have a bit more time available to do so. You already know your existing offers convert, so now it's less risky to look at other ways to scale them. Uh, looking at things like paid traffic, for example, like Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads, because I know your audience is very active on LinkedIn, Renata. But on the flip side, now, Scaling what you've achieved with your current offers means that this becomes more of a numbers game. It becomes a matter of getting more people into your offers, which means that you then need to reach more people. And that is like a challenge for everybody right now. Uh, the online space is different to what it used to be. And trying to reach more people organically, it's a lot harder than it was five years ago. Now, the more people who you have in your business universe, you will probably also find that you have more customer support. You know, if you have more people who are coming through your products, the more customer support you will generally have. So you will probably need to hire somebody at some stage to get that off of your plate if you haven't already. When you are relying on those current offers, then your income becomes a bit more tied to your audience growth. In a month where, for example, maybe Facebook ads are more expensive, like November. They're traditionally very expensive in November because of Black Friday, the lead up of the holiday season, all of that. When those ads are more expensive, then your income might drop. In a month where you maybe aren't showing up online as much, showing up on social media, doing podcast interviews, wherever you are, whatever channels you are using to grow your audience and reach more people, if you're not showing up so much on there, then your income might drop. And I guess the last con of you know, scaling what you've achieved with your current offers is it doesn't help your existing students and clients. Now, that might not be a problem. It doesn't necessarily need to be a problem. It doesn't necessarily need to be a con. It really depends on what your bigger vision is for your business. Do you want to keep helping them? Do you want to keep helping your existing students and clients, maybe helping them with new challenges or helping them in a deeper way than before? Or on the flip side, are you happy with delivering the solution to specific challenges, the ones that you're already helping them to solve, and then letting them go, letting them go elsewhere to get that next step of support if they need it. So there are a few different pros and cons there. And 
again, I'm going to say there's no one better solution. It's really what's going to work for you. Now, the second option was creating a new offer to service your existing clients. Okay, so let's look at the pros for this. The big pro is that you get to help those who have already had a great experience with you. They want to work with you again. They are asking you for ways to work with you again. So it's an easier solution for you. It's an easier option for you than selling to somebody who doesn't know you that well yet. Increasing your lifetime value from each customer is so much easier than trying to constantly bring in new people all the time, especially in the current online environment where it's really hard to stand out and it can be really hard to reach new people. Ads are expensive. It's really not what it used to be five years ago, like I said before. So selling to those existing customers becomes much easier. And it also allows you to help them in a deeper way. It can, it means you can deliver a better overall client experience because now you are helping them to solve that next problem. You're helping them to achieve that next transformation, that next step. Now, I want to say, I want to highlight something that you said. They are literally asking you to create a community. That sounds like such a good opportunity. And I know that you are really limited on time and you can't do that and deliver your existing offers. But I wonder if maybe you could bring in a team member to run this for you. Could you hire a community manager for an hour a day, five hours a week, and make their sole responsibility running this community? I really, I would encourage you to really investigate this idea a little bit more. Really find out what they want. Like when they ask you for a community, what do they mean by that? What does their ideal community look like to them? What does the perfect solution look like to them? What problems do they now have that your community could solve for them? And if it's a recurring problem, like maybe they need ongoing support, then potentially that could be a membership. And the recurring income from the membership would then cover the costs of having someone manage the admin having somebody manage the community and ultimately be profitable over and above those costs. And then once you have created this new offer, then maybe your focus shifts to scaling your other offer because now you know that there's a natural next step for somebody who completes the first one. Knowing that each time you launch that existing offer, that first offer, you're going to be adding more people into the overall journey, the overall pipeline, which means that their lifetime value is going to be higher which means that you can spend more time and energy to acquire a new buyer for that offer. Your return on investment becomes a lot higher because the lifetime value is higher. Now, obviously, the downside to this option is it does take a lot more time to create and deliver new offers than it does to simply launch an existing one over and over again. Once we've created an offer, we've created all of the assets to promote it, you know, got the sales page, We've got cut open emails. All it then becomes is tweaking the marketing, tweaking the messaging each time we launch it. But we're generally not having to reinvent the wheel, so it's not a whole lot of work. But when you're doing something new, now you've got to create the new offer, you've got to create the new assets to launch it, all of that. And it can be risky, I know. Even though they have asked for it, there is no guarantee they will pay for it. There's never a guarantee that they will pay for something until they actually do. You don't know how it's going to convert until you launch it. So yes, it's risky. You are investing time and possibly money as well into something that isn't proven to convert. 
But that is also the nature of business in general. And I think we have to be open to a little bit of risk because honestly, if it were risk-free, everybody would do it. Greater risk, greater reward, nothing ventured, nothing gained, all of those things, right? We need to bear a little bit of risk because we don't know what stands on the other side of that risk until we actually take that step. Okay, now there's also there's another two options that you didn't include in your question, and you might have already discounted these options, which is fine. Uh, so option three is to create a new offer that comes before your existing offer. So it doesn't need to be as big as a community or as big as a next step offer, but it could be something smaller, something that solves a problem somebody has before they can solve the problem that your existing offers solve. So they might have a problem that needs solving before they will even be in a headspace to solve the next problem that your offers solve. It might be lower ticket. Actually, probably it would likely be lower ticket, but the aim here isn't to generate a lot of cash. It's not to generate a lot of income. It's more there to give them a smaller win and nurture them into your next offer. And this could be really simple. It could be a live workshop. It could be a mini course. It could be anything. As long as it's aligned with your strategy, it doesn't matter so much what the format is. It matters more what the outcome is and what the overall goal, the overall strategy is. And that's really why I created Offer Less, Sell More, because it's not about just adding in extra offers to your business. It's about intentionally designing, what do I want this to look like? What is that journey that I'm taking people on where I can bring them back to buy from me again and again, rather than just letting them pick and choose things and then they go off on their merry way and I never see them ever again. So really thinking about what is that strategy? What is that journey going to look like? And if remember, if you want to sign up for Offer Less, Sell More, the link to do that is at stephtaylor.co slash offers. All right, option four, the last one. And this is the option I do not recommend, but I'm putting it in here because it is still an option. Even though it's not a decision, we are still doing this when we don't make a decision. And that is sitting in indecision between the options. Pick one. Anything will be better than doing nothing. And a lot of the time we procrastinate making a decision because we're worried about making the wrong one, not realizing that not making a decision is also making a decision. Time keeps passing and whether we make a decision or not, that time is going to pass. And we would have been much better off six months down the track if we'd chosen either of those options than by choosing nothing at all. So I just want to make that one very clear. I know it's very hard when you're like, oh, which is going to be the better one? Just pick one. Honestly, either one of them will be better than nothing. All right, there you have it. The pros and cons for launching something new versus scaling what you already have. And remember, there is no wrong decision. If you are sitting in this exact same challenge or a similar challenge, you can't get it wrong. Like even if it doesn't work out great, well, perfect. We now have a lesson. We now know what doesn't work. So now we can focus on what will work. That is it for today's episode. If you have any friends who are struggling with this challenge, please share this episode with them. And if you haven't already followed or subscribed this podcast, make sure you hit the plus in Apple Podcasts or the follow in Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.